Great, we are live. Um, I am incredibly excited today. Uh, my name is James Ski. I'm the podcast host for the Sales Confidence Podcast. And today we've got the lovely Veronica, who is the co-founder and CEO of Demodesk. Veronica, happy to have you on today. How are you feeling? Yeah, excited to be here. Feeling great. Excited Good. to chat with you. <laughs> yeah, I am as well. Look, there are a few people that I feel out there in the world have as much energy as me. But I've noticed, I think I've found a, a competitor. You've got huge amounts of energy and I'm super <laughs> excited about this conversation. Nice. <laughs> no, likewise, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited for this. And um, yeah, I'm uh, uh, looking forward to chat more about uh, the topic that excites me most, which is uh, sales. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we love sales here at Sales Confidence and we also love um, demo desk and I'm looking forward to the audience learning more about you your leadership approach but also demo desk and the impact you're having on the market I guess just as an opening gambit um you know what are you most excited about generally at the moment what what, what are you most excited about what I'm most excited about uh, all the progress that we've recently made as a company so we've made a lot of great hires and uh, also now we start seeing these uh, efforts materializing and so this is great to see uh, we also just uh, hired a few more people and uh, um, one of them also joined uh, as of monday which i'm especially excited about he will lead our uh, talent acquisition uh, strategies um, so i'm uh, super excited for that hire i mean other than that um, probably same as uh, for everyone else in the world excited to see that the pandemic seems to um, at least uh, have an end in sight absolutely yeah i agree um, and I think that's a that's a, a line straight away. I think if you're listening to this conversation today um, and you're interested and excited about what Veronica's talking about, uh, definitely check out Demo Desk because there's a lot of opportunities there as a company. So what I like to start with in these conversations, and we've done about 40 episodes now, is I love to understand the DNA, the individual behind the brand. So starting with yourself from an introduction perspective, Veronica, what what's the first um, thing you typically think about when you wake up in the mornings? Well, typically the first thing is uh, just to sound stupid, but drinking water. <laughs> I think drinking water is extremely important, right? <laughs> to make sure okay. that your brain and body works. So drinking water, picking clothes, going running. So I love to go running. Uh, this is typically the first thing that I'm thinking about. Uh, and then obviously my my family, my partner, my son. How they're doing, and then um, I mean, probably like more relevant for uh, uh, yeah, the business side of things. Like uh, for every day, um, I do think about the top three priorities of things that I want to achieve on that day, and uh, with this, I typically start then going to work. Great. Okay, I love that. So there's exercise, there's hydration, there's family time, and then and then it's work. It, have you got a long commute? Does it take you long to get into the office? Not at all. It's just a five-minute bike ride. Uh, but I, I mean, we are a, a work from anywhere company, um, so remote-first company, so we can work from wherever. I just personally prefer to go to the office and uh, living super close. Nice, sensible. Um, one of the things we've said it already. You've got a huge amount of energy. I wondered where where does your motivation and the inspiration come from to build a global brand? in the way that you are for, for Demodesk? Where do you get the inspiration from? I think energy like or energy level is, is, is probably is something that you either have or you have not, right? So I probably like a, 
and was always blessed with a lot of energy uh, since uh, forever. Um, uh, but uh, because you asked where my motivation comes from, when, but I do find inspiration. I think it's mostly in my network. So I also have a lot of um, uh, friends in my network that um, founded successful companies that have did something great, have achieved something great. And um, I'm, I'm actually like finding the most inspiration in my, my immediate network, to be honest. And that's the first thing. And then second thing, I, I love listening to music. Um, probably 50% of the day. Um, if you take out meeting time, I, I probably listen to music. Um, so uh, whatever music there is, uh, is also somehow motivating, inspiring to me. And I can also uh, advise everyone to listen to more music. It's very motivating. Very cool. Good advice. You don't have a typical background of someone in sales. So I'm wondering... What was the first experience you had of the sales profession or, or being sold to or sales generally? Yeah, great question. Well, I actually do have like, a lot of uh, background in sales. So my very first job in sales was when I was at school. So I think it was uh, 13 years or so, uh, 12 or 13 years. And I took a, a sketchy telesales job. I was paid by the hour. And uh, I needed to call people, um, random people from my list, and um, first convince them to participate in a survey. And uh, so I needed to ask them a few questions about their private financial situation. Um, so private individuals asking them for their financial situation. And then two weeks later, once they had done the survey, um, I needed to call them again and then convince them to set up an appointment with a financial advisor who would come to their private home. And wow. um, yeah, so I was, <laughs> as, as I said, like paid by the hour, but. Uh, when I uh, was meeting my goal of uh, running enough service or um, uh, uh, making enough appointments, I could leave earlier and was still paid for the rest of the day. And yeah, that was probably my first experience in sales. Uh, it was a little bit sketchy, but I also learned a lot, right? I mean, just um, pick up the phone, get through. I mean, somehow, yeah, you will get it done. And uh, yeah, I think I definitely learned from that. I love that story. That's fantastic. As a founder, though, like, when did you make that transition? When did you make that decision to become a founder? Or was it driven by the idea? Or were you always motivated to have a company? I started in university. Um, uh, so I did um, uh, study business and, and engineering and uh, did an additional study program on top of your studies. Um, and uh, it's only 40 people per year. And they basically teach you how to become an entrepreneur. You could say that. And um, it's, it's a study program in Munich as well. And uh, also a lot of other U successful European companies come out of the program um, or have been founded by people who have been part of the study program. And this is actually why I got in touch with entrepreneurship startups. And uh, yeah, they're still really inspired. I mean, like, what, what, what the amazing things are that you can build if you um, are not afraid to think big. And uh, yeah, it just uh, was, was very inspired by that. And um, I also then started working in a few startups, uh, but when I was done with university, I just had the feeling I didn't know enough yet about business, about sales, about how to communicate with customers, how to manage yourself, how to manage others. Um, so I decided to join a management consultancy to basically learn all the hard skills that I perceived as lacking at that time. Um, but Lovely. even before joining Ben, I was uh, um, was wanting to build something, uh, something on my own or also joining. Um, a startup joining an earlier stage company that would also have been really great for me. So that was uh, the plan from, from the beginning since I joined that uh, study program. Great. So you had the foresight that you were 
interested in building a company, you've selected a university program, you've gained experience, you've obviously had a very fast, rapid um, transition and growth as a business. I mean, when you think of hiring for a moment, you mentioned you're doing a lot of hiring. Um, are there some attributes or personality traits that you look for at Demo Desk when you're hiring people? Um, yes, so we do hire against our values. So we have five core values and those are also typically the attributes that we hire for. So the first one is um, the ability to constantly learn and grow. Um, uh, so we want to achieve something great. We want to build the leading communication platform, leading meeting platform for uh, customer conversations. It's quite an ambitious mission. So we need to have people on board that are like able to like constantly grow, constantly be motivated, constantly basically outgrow themselves and grow with the company. That's the first thing. And the second is a drive to results. Um, so we uh, definitely have a tendency to hire doers rather than thinkers. I mean, you have to have a strategy, right? But in the end, it's like all about execution and uh, strong ownership and responsibility would be the third attribute that we're hiring for. And um, so own it is one of our core values and uh, very important for us. Um, trust um, is the fourth core value. So we really need to be able to trust people. And uh, also if you do a few cultural interviews on top of the interviews that are related to job specific skills, um, uh, because it's just very important if we like move in a fast paced environment that you can trust others um, doing their job with the right mindset uh, that you can rely on them. And then the fifth one is diversity. Uh, so we are um, an international company. So we do have employees in the US, in the UK, in Germany, in Eastern Europe, in Portugal. And we also want to keep it like that. Um, it's very important that uh, people that, that do come to Germanus can work with us to appreciate that and are able um, to navigate an environment or in a company where a lot of different people are working together and also enjoy that. And yeah, uh, these are these are the five values that we have as a company and also the values that we hire for. Love that and really solid. I, I love um, how you focus on the diversity, especially when you've got this diverse workforce spread across the world. And I think that's going to really um, go in your favor. So we've learned a little bit about you as a, as a founder. And there's, there's so much more to learn, but I'd love to help uh, help the audience and help the market understand what Demo Desk is all about. You know, what, what do you actually do? What does Demo Desk provide the market and sales professionals? Very eager to know. Yeah, I'd love to tell you more about Demo Desk, <laughs> obviously. Uh, no, I mean, um, we are in a very exciting mission and in a very exciting market. I mean, since the pandemic, um, it is obviously clear to everyone that inside sales is probably like the way to go, right? You don't have to meet your customers physically in order to speak with them, in order to sell to them, in order to onboard them, in order to build relationships. And this is the product that we've built to make that entire process easier. So we are a customer meeting platform for sales and success teams. Um, so we are similar to Zoom, right? A meeting platform, but built for sales reps. And um, what we do differently and what the value is that we bring to you, the company, is we empower every rep to become a top performer by guiding them in real time along playbooks, automating non-selling tasks like skilling, preparation, making sure everything is automatically prepared when the meeting starts. And then, of course, also automating all the follow-up and documentation workflow by integrating with CRM. And we are also able to engage customers on an entirely different level in the meeting because we don't share your local desktop. 
when we do screen sharing, but we set up a virtual display that you can use to work on together with your customer. So it's like a collaborative experience. You can share mouse control, browse through the software together with your customer. It's just really designed for that interactive selling part. And uh, the last thing that we also do is um, we have more data to analyze. So we empower you as a sales leader to know what's going on in your meetings, to also shadow um, meetings if you want. So we have a shadowing functionality that is not available in tools like Zoom or Google Meet. So you can basically join a meeting and then it helps sales on the spot to really make sure they become better every day. I love that. I love the functionality. Um, I love the capability that you're bringing to the market. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the ambition for Demo Desk. You've already shared about the attributes that you hire for. Um, but I, I just wonder, why is it special? Why is Demo Desk special? Why, why do you think it's a special product? Or why do you think it's a special place to work? What, what makes Demo Desk so special? I think first, it's definitely like the product and our mission, right? So we, we maybe just to go, go back a little bit in company history. Uh, so when we started building the company and we started with developing a new screen sharing technology, uh, which was initially uh, what we started with, right? So Alex um, just saw how inefficient, how old the current online technology that you use is and also the screen sharing technology, right? Because the only way to share something with someone online virtually is really to like record a video for your local desktop screen and it doesn't make so much sense anymore in a world where everything is already relating to the cloud is already like hosted in the cloud so you don't need to pull it to your local desktop record your local desktop and then again like upload the video to the cloud to the server to share it but you can just leave the content where it is right in the cloud and we started with developing a technology like to make cloud-based screen sharing setting up a virtual display to make it easier and make it usable as a product. And um, then we also knew that we discovered something big. However, like, was it was a bit tough to sell it, right? Because I mean, it was just a screen technology, but to have an, an amazing customer meeting, there's more to it. I mean, you have to have great audio quality, great video quality. You have to have a, a scheduling process. You have to, I mean, all the things that we now build, right? So a playbook, talk tracks, battle cards, you know, making sure that you, empower every rep to be their best during a meeting and uh, th there were so many things that we didn't have back then when we started and it almost seemed like an unachievable mission to build all these things and then we said hey i mean um uh, what's the best way to achieve a very um ambitious vision that's probably like almost even too ambitious for some to like believe in it and we said hey yeah we probably should go to silicon valley you should probably like go to Y Combinator. So we applied and we went in and then we moved to Mountain View, Alice and I, and then we, yeah, just basically went through the program and met a lot of other inspiring founders, got great investors that actually believed in our vision. And I think if we would have stayed in Europe, it would have been much harder for us, right? Because I mean, uh, especially in Silicon Valley, like people are used to think big. They're used to, hey, where could yeah. this all go? Like, what could you build if you could build anything in the world? And that's typically another thinking that comes super natural to Europeans. So just by going there, I think this is also part of what makes us special as a company. So this hybrid, like European US setup, and um, uh, also like an, a very ambitious um, mission, a very ambitious vision as well. So having the vision of really enabling everyone to have a great customer conversation, which is again like a complex product, and that definitely makes us special. And I think the third thing is um, also our um, our work culture. So I already mentioned before. 
So we really enable people to work from anywhere. So we do have an office. Uh, we do have an office in Munich. We do have offices in um, uh, London and San Francisco, but people are not necessarily uh, required to be there. They can work from wherever they want. And we also appreciate when people bring diversity to the team, when people do bring different backgrounds to the team. And this is probably also something that I also saw and experienced at Bain, um, uh, where I was before. And it's uh, also a very international culture. And I think you can just really achieve great things if you um, understand how to work with different cultures, with different nationalities, uh, with different sorts of people. I, I love that, that you've got that European DNA, but you've got that big global perspective and visionary approach that you get from being part of the Valley and the experience that you've had through Y Combinator. A lot of the sales technologies that sales confidence has brought into the UK and Europe, um, I would say almost 80, 90% are founded in the US. So I think there is a competitive advantage you have understanding Europe, all the different cultures, all the different languages. And I think that will be fundamental in your products and in your roadmap, but also how you go to market. And then you've got the big global thinking approach that you have um, to build a truly global um, technology platform. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, when, you, when you, I mean, it's always hard as a founder because you've got a million ideas, you know, you're thinking into the future. You've already got a, a, a product that is um, extremely successful and you're looking to get more and more people to use it. But is there is there something in the future where you've got like, even it's not there yet for demo desk but you're just super excited about how it might impact sales um and, and revenue leadership you mean are you like more speaking about the product roadmap going forward so what are like yeah. key things that we are about to build to exactly sessions even more is it more like yeah. that or do you exactly is there any any secrets that we might be able to reveal just or something that you've got coming up that is um, interesting in, in, in the roadmap that you think is going to be a bit of a game changer in the market? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you, you, everyone probably knows do like Gong or Chorus that um, uh, give you the possibility to record the calls and like analyze what what's going on in these calls, right? So you can store them in a database, you can make them searchable, you can transcribe them, you can even detect a few keywords uh, analyze talk listen ratio. However, I mean, that always happens after the call, right? So you would have to go in again, listen to it. And by the time that you're listening to it, it's already too late. However, with Demodesk, we are there where the conversation takes place. So we can actually in real time give you insights into how to change the conversation for the better or what you could do to make it more likely to achieve your goal. So we can, for example, also in real time, track whether the customer that you're speaking with is engaged by analyzing talk listen ratios in real time in the call. We can also, for example, detect if someone is browsing on a different browser tab and like not even listening anymore, because I'm sure that happens in a ton of demos, right? We can just tell you as a sales job and then help you and say, hey, please engage the customer because you're losing them, you're wasting your time, the customer's time. And wow. um, uh, at first sight, you might think that, hey, I mean, isn't this kind of weird that we like you could in theory analyze, look at something. However, I think it's actually it helps for science because um, also the customer doesn't want to be in a meeting that's uninteresting, right? He jumped in a meeting with you, he accepted a meeting because it's a problem, he has a challenge, and he wants you to solve the problem for him. 
and by him not listening anymore, that just means that he probably doesn't think you can solve this problem. Uh, so in real time, in the conversation, we have the possibility to give you insights into what's going wrong, what's going well, and then you have the possibility and the power to actually act in real time and change the conversation for the better. We can also give you a timeline. And so depending on how you decide that the agenda for a sales coach should look like as a sales leader, right? Because of course, there are like a lot of new joiners in the team that might just be on board for a month or so. Of course, they don't know what a perfect sales call is going to look like. But by embedding everything in the product, embedding everything in demo desk, you can just say, hey, first five minutes is introduction. If you're speaking about introduction for 10 minutes, there's just a warning that tells you, hey, please move on to the next step. Because otherwise, you won't be able to achieve all the things in your call. And I mean, I was just giving now three random examples, right? Yeah. So one is talk listen ratio, one is um, analyzing where the customer is engaged at all, and the other one is also time management. But yeah, like so much more things that you can do to improve a conversation in real time. And just maybe one last example that I would give or I would like to give is um, a tool named Crystal. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but Crystal analyzes. So if I have a call with you, um, I would put in your name in Crystal, and then um, Crystal would search LinkedIn, Facebook, Google, and whatever. Um, for more information about you and then analyze your personality. So I could say, hey, like James is really someone who also has a lot of energy. He likes to connect on a personal level. He's not necessarily like the, the person who needs to see tons of data to believe you or to build a relationship. Um, and I could, that would also help me, right, to like establish rapport with you. And uh, yeah, which is incredibly important in selling, establishing rapport with the other party because typically you buy from a human. You just don't only buy a product, especially in B2B. And also embedding something like this in the orders um, could also incredibly help uh, the customer conversation. Wow, I wasn't expecting that excitement and insight. So that's powerful. Um, I love Crystal Nose. I haven't seen that for many years actually being used that actively. So um, mm. that's some really interesting use cases that you've highlighted. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay, so let's just talk a, a little bit more about um, sales and your perspective on sales. Um, I was just wondering, I often ask this question, is is there a book that you um, that you recommend or you read that has provided uh, and impacted your career? Um, yes, definitely. It's not necessarily a sales-related book, um, yeah. but the book that um, I think was most helpful for me uh, is called The Great CEO Within. And it's not only a book for CEOs, right, or for founders. It's just a book for everyone to understand how you should build a company. So it's very tactical advice on company building, how to be more productive, how to run meetings, how to document processes, how to manage people, how to speak to investors. So it is full of tactical advice. And uh, one of our investors, Alex McCall, gave it to me when I asked him for advice on a few things as the founder of Clearbit. And uh, yeah, since then, I think it had been like the most helpful book for me uh, that I have read uh, when it comes to uh, career and business. Love it, love it. Um, so naturally, you are interacting with sales teams, salespeople um, almost every day, and you've already highlighted that you're hiring. So um, get in touch with Demo Desk if you're looking for a role. But, but, what do you think makes a great salesperson, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So. Uh... I think like energy, right, and passion for the topic. Um, so I, like with you, for example, <laughs> and uh, typically also the the ones that I think are the best sales like reps or sales leaders uh, in a sense 
other ones that really like do understand how to sell it have gone through I mean, I would say the pain of cold calling customers, right? Like the example that I gave before, calling random people, trying to make them participate in the survey and selling them like a financial consultant. I think it's just super important to understand that. So if you I mean want to uh, pursue a career in sales or be a great sales leader, I think you just really have to like climb up the ladder and start from the very bottom. And these are especially like, from my point of view, the ones that I admire the most because they do understand everything about sales. They do understand how to speak to the customer, how to manage a team, what, how challenging also sales can sometimes be, right? Because you do get a lot of no's and it's normal. But if you have like never done that yourself, but have always only acted as a leader or as a manager, it's just very tough to really understand and really know how it's going. And uh, yeah, maybe just also to name a few people. So I think the uh, the guys from Outreach, um, they, they, they are great. So Max Altschuler, I think he also has built an amazing network with the sales hacker and uh, now um, has a great position at Outreach. So he's very inspiring. Uh, Mark yeah, Hustleblow yeah. as well, and the VP sales. I also do think he's great. Um, yeah, I agree. Sorry. I agree. No, that's helpful. And I think um, uh, you're absolutely right with how um, interesting and those type of attributes that salespeople demonstrate do, do you, I mean, look, we've been through such a change because of the pandemic. Your business is thriving in some ways as a result of moving to inside sales and remote sales teams. Um, but do you see any other changes coming in sales um, in the short term or long term that you, you think that we should be aware of? I mean, the first, first topic that you prob would probably think of is automation. So, um, I mean, a question that also uh, I, I do sometimes get is at some point in time, like, I mean, can we replace um, uh, sales reps with uh, technology or software? I mean, do we even need like, the, the human conversation? And uh, I don't think so. I think it's like always necessary, especially uh, and especially because like technology is becoming more and more complex. And in the end, I mean, you don't really understand the software and the technology behind it, but you need to trust the people that sell you the product, right? So I think it's getting even more important rather than less important. And uh, this is why I also think that especially in sales, also like how the future of sales technology will look like is more focused on, I mean, empowering sales reps to be better at their job, right? It's also why I'm also emphasizing this so much that we need something that I gave before. So it's more automating manual tasks that just take away your time and automating them for you. It's also augmenting your skills either in real time during the conversation or helping you with answering emails, writing emails, sending emails, which was like outreach as well. And um, I think like, the automation and uh, um, empowerment are probably the keywords for me. Brilliant, I love that. That, that, that. Those words are great. And I I can relate to your perspective on the importance of the human touch still. Um, okay, we're coming into the final part of the interview. And um, I'd love to learn a little bit more about your own um, beliefs and, and your own confidence. Like, it takes a lot to stand up every day and inspire your team, inspire the market, you know, get onto interviews like this and, and demonstrate you know what you're talking about. Where, where does that comment, uh, where does that confidence come from for you? I think at the end of the day, you really need to love what you're doing and you need to enjoy it. Um, if you don't, then it doesn't work because, I mean, building a business also similar to sales or selling something, right? It's, it's just hard and you get a lot of no's. There will be a lot of setbacks and, uh, and just enjoying what you do, believing in the vision, believing in your product. Also, 
um, liking to work with the people around you. That's extremely important. And I mean, other than that, um, I just do my best every single day. And that's all I can do, right? I mean, I can do my best and everything else we see. <laughs> I mean, just not driving yourself crazy is also very important because in the end, I mean, driving yourself crazy, like also doesn't allow you to do anything else than giving your best and like at, at worst, like rather limits you. So really, yeah. reali really realizing that you're just a human and you can do your best, but then that's it. It's also very important to me. Well, that's a good reminder. I mean, therefore, as a human, though, you, you can't always be at your best, though. And I imagine you have had some no's. Have you had some times where it's been, you know, you know, maybe raising investment or early in the journey for demo desk where it was really hard, where you contemplated that maybe this wasn't the right route, or has it been a constant, you know, um, win? So any hardship that you might be comfortable sharing um, that you've kind of fought back from. I mean, not at all. I mean, we we had very tough times as well, right? I think every every company has that, and uh, like also every person has that. <laughs> it's just normal. And so maybe to just uh, give two examples on uh, how these phases look like. So the first one was definitely when we, as I briefly explained before, when we've discovered this new technology, like and and ditched this virtual screen sharing technology that we thought, hey, I mean, this is gonna revolutionize selling because you don't have to record your logo desktop and then we I mean try to sell it for half a year like I gave, I gave a thousand demos probably and yeah like we, we sell it a few times however I mean we, we just realize that it's just not enough right so you take just offering screen sharing is not enough you need to have like an amazing product that's reliable stable has a lot of like functionalities like recording video audio uh, ability to do scheduling meetings like a meeting link so just like all the small nitty-gritty details that take you a lot of time to build as a business. And then we also saw while selling that, that the actual problem is not screen sharing, but it is in when selling or when selling virtually is not actually screen sharing. Well, it, it can be done better, yes, but the actual problem is you have to prepare every time, so many manual workflows, you like really finding the right material at the right time with the right customer in the meeting and making sure that you can give your best in these meetings. And like, this is the actual problem. This is what we want to solve. And then we said, oh, okay, so what do we do we want to do now? Do we now give up? Because building a product will take quite some time, right? Um, and that was definitely a, a tough phase. So in the end, of course, we like didn't give up. But we said, hey, we're going to go to Silicon Valley. We're going to go to an environment where people like are very inspiring and uh, inspire us to think big and something big. It might also take a bit of time. Uh, but also like realizing that in growing period phase was incredibly different and uh, difficult. And of course, also from investors, right? Of course, we also heard a lot of no's. I think it's normal for every early stage startup. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing and being open. And um, hopefully now you've got the solid base that you can build on because of those experiences. Um, you've already covered about your well-being. You talk about that you run, you drink your water, and that's um, fantastic. And, um, and you feel good about looking after yourself. I was just wondering, before we wrap up, do you have any tips or advice for others, sales professionals or sales leaders or anybody listening on how they can um, develop their own confidence? Yeah, I think first, it's again, similar point as before, um, uh, making sure that it's the right job for you. Um, so making sure that sales is really something that you want to do um, and making sure that it brings you energy to help others out to speak with people, to engage with customers. Um, uh, that's the first thing. And um, then the second thing um, uh, is to me also really understanding that you're not just selling something. So it's not just, I don't know, 
exchanging a product for the money. It's really like understanding your customer, trying to identify his unique challenges, unique pains, what motivates that person as well. Because sometimes, I mean, it's not only related to a challenge or a pain, and it's also to, I mean, the person that you're selling to, maybe they have a specific goal that they want to achieve. Maybe it's like, I don't know, achieving the next step in their career, and they only achieve that if they do things extra like said, and maybe, I don't know, with your product, you can help them achieve these things. Really like trying to understand the customer as a whole rather than just selling a product. And this is incredibly important. And um, uh, yeah, um, uh, maybe also just uh, uh, realizing that sometimes it is hard. So for me, it's also, uh, was also very important to understand that just because things are hard and just because sometimes we were struggling, it's not necessarily a bad thing because it also means on the other hand side that if it was that easy, everyone could do it, right? Like everyone could do the job, everyone could sell it, everyone could build that business, everyone could build a product, sell a product. So it's actually also good that it's a little bit harder and it's not as easy because then, I mean, probably like you wouldn't be the right person for the job. Agreed, that's great advice. Um, and I, I love that thought around people need to consider it. Is this the right career to be in? You know, otherwise it makes it really, really hard. Um, and so that's great advice. So this has been a, a wonderful conversation. Um, I've loved getting to know you more and learning more about the history of DemoDesk, where DemoDesk is today, the attributes that you're looking for. Clearly, there's a huge amount of growth in this market, and DemoDesk is at the forefront. I loved hearing about the new technologies that you're going to be developing and bringing into the product, and that's very exciting. Um, so is there is there just any last final thoughts or anything maybe you haven't covered that you want to share with the audience um just before we wrap up this interview veronica not necessarily um i think we already discussed quite a few things maybe just the the, the only one thing that i would again emphasize is um, really making sure that like whatever it is that you do I mean d depending on why you listen to the podcast right <laughs> if you listen to the podcast to be get inspired to find your own company or whether it's listening to a podcast where because you I don't know maybe you want to become a founder or a CEO or whether it's listening to a podcast because you wanted to learn more about like Denverless maybe just like always uh, really trying to understand what does bring myself energy so where do you get my energy from and uh, focusing on these things and typically if you do focus on these things i mean the rest will come brilliant advice um, veronica um it's been a delight to have you on so veronica is the ceo and co-founder of demo desk um demo desk is a, a available now um, and they are hiring at a rapid rate so make sure if you're listening and interested that um, you look at demo desk online um, as i said my name's uh, james ski the uh, founder of sales confidence uh, and we host these regular series of conversations with the world's best founders and leaders in the sales technology and marketing technology space. Veronica, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you um, for being Thank on you. the show today. And uh, I look forward to hanging out again soon. Thank you so much, James.